This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Progress continues to be made on a recovery in unleaded gasoline prices relative to ethanol prices where spot months were par. Ethanol had previously been 20 cents a gallon cheaper than unleaded, but the relationship inverted during the COVID-19 OPEC crude oil price war, at one point causing over half of ethanol industry production to shut down temporarily. Production has since been clawing its way back over the past several weeks, while ethanol stocks have fallen to previously considered normal levels. Ethanol demand has been tied to the recovery of motorists, while the price structure continues to discourage discretionary blending. Some plants and companies will never resume production without financial aid that has so far been purposefully been left out of the COVID-19 aid programs. Flint Hills permanently closed the plant in Georgia. USDA will eventually further reduce corn consumption from a shrunken ethanol crush in Wade reports. Ethanol policy overall is stuck. Political forces are at loggerheads over use and even transparency of RIN waivers, and Donald J. Trump has done nothing to unstick it. He approved E15 blending, seeing it as a compensation for approving SREs. It was an unequal trade favoring the petroleum industry. USDA has made long-term plans to support E30 that the EPA and Department of Energy, captured by petroleum interests, have no intention of allowing to develop. Donald J. Trump has favored the petroleum industry and ethanol policy before the fall election. We most certainly know what he will do post-election if having won and no longer needs the farm vote. More of the same at best. He still maintains the pretense of support for ethanol. Farmers appear to support him over ethanol, so why would he change? If the Dems win this fall, what will happen with ethanol? They were not as strong at ethanol policy as they should have been, but they were not as bad as what we've experienced the past few years. Yes, there would be new management at EPA, and consideration of approval of small refinery exemptions, I believe, would end. Also, higher CAFE standards would likely be reimposed. They favor ethanol as in order to improve mileage, as the Obama administration had set higher mileage standards before Donald J. Trump kneecapped them. They require high compression engines, which use more ethanol. Higher ethanol blends are given a boost that way. If we have a huge corn crop this fall, is something possible? The refinancing of the ethanol industry and expansion of the RFS would be a very constructive way to support the farm economy. Better than writing farmers more checks. Donald J. Trump did not keep his promise that I heard him make in person to support the ethanol industry. We're over 4 billion gallons short of the demand that we should have experienced because of the written waivers. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell warned Congress that the U.S. deficit was on an unsustainable path. That was like telling a drunk that he is a drunk. He will say, I know it, and then reach for another bottle. This country cannot stand fiscal austerity as politicians from both parties have completely gotten into the moonshine business, selling deficits to get votes. U.S. debt is growing faster than the economy, has been doing so for some time, and will continue to do so, or even accelerate the process as Congress tries to make Americans comfortable living beyond their means. The Dems blame it on tax cuts, and the GOP blames it on big government socialism. They're both right. I think the blame lies with voters, as this generation has no stomach for doing without. Every ache and pain, they look to the government to soothe. 
They're selling our fiscal future for a moment of tranquility, and they're not getting much for the debt being accumulated. They believe that this can go on without consequence, but there will be a day of reckoning. The Fed's job has become one of maintaining the illusion of fiscal solvency. Any real banker would look at the U.S. balance sheet and conclude, this ain't going to work. Our grandkids will think this generation hated them. They can't even stomach stay at home or follow CDC guidelines for a pandemic. If the current generation had been challenged with what they had to deal with in World War II, I think that the Japs and Hitler would have won. Is Donald J. Trump the guy that will fix this? He just wants to get rid of Jerome Powell and politicize the Fed so he can keep the booze flowing to whoever needs a few more votes. He's already suggested that China owes us for the pandemic, so why do we have to pay them back what we owe them? Because if we pick and choose which creditors that we are going to stiff, it'll become impossible to find new suckers to borrow us money at an interest rate we can afford. That is why. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.